Hey everyone, this is a joint presentation from Brew Talk Online and the Canadian Amateur Brewers Association. This was recorded at the Great Canadian Homebrew Conference and features speaker Rob Hearn. Rob recently launched Short Finger Brewing Company, which is a homebrew supply shop with an educational component based out of Waterloo, Ontario. If you'd like more info on the Canadian Amateur Brewers Association, go to homebrewers.ca. Hi guys, uh, I'm Rob Hearn with Short Finger Brewing, and I'm sure a lot of you are kind of thinking, who is that and what is that? Uh, because we actually officially launched today, this morning, I made the website active at 9.32 a.m. as I walked out the door to come here. So uh, totally brand new. If you haven't heard of it, that's totally cool. Uh, thanks for everyone for letting me come in and actually talk here. Um, but no thank you for letting me follow up after Nate, like after the teacher professor. Uh, that was great, yeah. Uh, did you guys like that one? That was pretty good uh, talk there. My talk is not going to be quite so in-depth or technical. I hope that's cool with you. Uh, it's really, it's just going to be on why it's important for everyone to always be learning, especially in your beer. So let's see here. I'll quick overview of what's going on. I'll give you a breakdown of who I am, why I'm actually up here, uh, what short finger brewing is, the importance and why you need to be continuing your education at all times, and some simple tools that you guys can use to uh, always be furthering your education. So, I have been in the beer industry uh, essentially since I left university. I started home brewing when I was in university. Extract kits, all that stuff. Uh, wasn't always good beer, obviously. I think we've all made some bad beer there. I think my first batch that I made, my roommates actually would put straws in the bottles and shotgun it because they didn't want to taste the beer. And so it was like a two-second like hit a beer. And, I mean, you're in university, right? So it was... Kind of about uh, actually just getting drunk more so than, so than good beer. But, I mean, hey, we move on from those days, right? <laughs> well, hopefully we move on from it. Yeah. Um, after that, I started working for the beer store, which was a very interesting experience in terms of... At the time, I hated it. I think uh, if you ask my wife, she would say that was the most miserable point of my life uh, when I worked for them. But... When it comes down to it, it gave me a very interesting outlook on what the Ontario beer uh, actual industry is and the inner workings of it. Because we are in a very, very funny uh, province with a lot of odd rules that we're, we're working on to try and improve, but uh, it's, it's not ideal at times. So I left there. Luckily, that didn't totally kill my passion for beer. I ended up working for Great Lakes Brewery for four years, which was an awesome experience. Uh, got to go through the launch of Canuck, the rebrand of the brewery, the rebranding of Canuck, which is actually my tattoo, which is kind of awesome because every time I see that can, I'm like, yep, that's me. Um, and from there, I actually started to really take brewing seriously. That's when I started uh, learning and using the pilot system with Mike Lackey, who I hope you all somewhat familiar with Great Lakes Brewery and their beers. So we went through two Canadian Brewery of the Year awards, which was pretty phenomenal while I was there. 
And from there, that's when I really got into brewing at home, upgrading my system, moving beyond extracts. And I know this might be for a lot of you. You're all pretty advanced brewers, I'm guessing, just from what's going on here, which is excellent. But I think we can all agree that you start somewhere, right? And hopefully there's a few people who are starting out and moving on into this next area. Uh, so sort of two homebrew groups in the area, and now I've moved on to Waterloo, where uh, Short Finger Brewery is going to be established. So Short Finger Brewing is right now, It's a, as I said, we just launched this morning. It is... Only online, unfortunately, which isn't ideal, but we're doing phases into this. It is a homebrew supply store. And once we get our location in four months from now, it's going to be a beer education center with a community brewing system. So that's kind of why I got into today. It's sort of it's helping me promote this, but also let you know what's going on in the homebrewing industry and the new changes that are coming in and what you're going to start seeing as more people get into homebrewery, people... People get more excited about it and want more than just your basic shop, right? So we're going to be doing a lot of educational courses. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the whole process. Uh, it's been a little stressful, but, you know, it's a good time nonetheless. Uh, so why did I decide to actually do the home brewing first versus the education and the brewing? Is because as far as I'm concerned... Uh, Homebrewing is the perfect form of making beer. This is a tried and tested method. I mean, throughout history, people have been making beer in their backyard. We all know this. And some of the best beer is made in someone's backyard. You'll never get to taste it because, I mean, they only did five gallons of it. But that's where it started. Uh, Homebrewing is the next wave of experimental beer in the market. What you're going to see, the future of the beer industry is what you guys are doing right now. And that's what's so cool about homebrewing. You are actually affecting how brewers are going to be making their beer in two years, maybe three years, because you are breaking the ground that they can't. And, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I think that's pretty phenomenal. But, yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. So, why is continued education important to you guys as homebrewers? And the simplest answer is always the right one. I, it's about improving your craft, making better beer at all times. I mean, I've made some pretty horrible craft or homebrew, home and I'm sure we all have at some point. Uh, but I was really surprised uh, when I was down at the Home Brewers Conference in San Diego, which is a huge conference, lots of home brewers, thousands of guys showing up, and they have a club night with uh, booths, with homebrew clubs that have hundreds of members, and they're pouring 15 to 20 different uh, draft. And through that evening, I was pouring out probably a third to a quarter of the beer I was tasting because it wasn't very good. And I'm not trying to be a dick, <laughs> but that's what we have to look at. Okay, we're not always making good beer. So we need to make sure that we're improving our processes and critically thinking about the beer that we are making. Um, 
I talked to a few judges. I know a couple of the guys who were down at uh, the conference last week, and they were talking about how this is one of the biggest, biggest uh, competitions in North America. They have thousands of entries into this competition that goes with the uh, conference. And half of the beer was put in the wrong style by the brewers and was just unfit to drink. I mean, that's a problem. I mean, if, it, if the judges are complaining, I know we have a few judges here and you guys have done a few competitions, I'm sure you've had some pretty interesting beers. Yeah. So that's why, essentially, it, I mean, it's so key for us to constantly be critiquing what we're doing. Um, and I'm really not trying to kill the homebrew buzz here. You know, uh, we, we all make great beer. In fact, the beers that have come out so far, I can all agree, have been phenomenal. I, yeah, kudos to everybody who's put that in. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other reason to, some of the other reasons to challenge yourself. We're all, if you're in homebrewing, you're a creative, ambitious, do-it-yourself kind of person. Which means that by doing a little more education and learning a little more about certain, uh, certain processes in the brewing, that talk that uh, Nate just did on, uh, on yeast, who wasn't in their head, the wheels are turning. Okay, I'm going to use that, but I'm going to do this because that's awesome, and I didn't think about that. And so now you're making it your own. You're challenging yourself. You're using, you're using yourself to actually continue edu- to, to be learning at all times, and, I, and that's super important. Um, the other thing is, I, I'm sure you guys are all part of, part of clubs here, but avoid stagnation. If you're in a small group that's got you know, four or five guys in it, and you're all drinking the same Kool-Aid. You're in your backyard, you love what you're brewing, but you're not expanding beyond it. You're not getting out there into the community and looking at what else you can do and furthering the beer that you're making and making it better. Uh, I, I think that's huge. And then the other thing with continued education, which I think is great, uh, is people who are actively pursuing continuing education make more money. And this doesn't just fall into uh, homebrewing or your specific field. If you're an accountant and you're constantly doing accounting courses, that's not exactly what they're talking about. It's if you're actually using your brain to learn about new things, that means you're innovative, you're creative, you're inventive. And these are the type of people that companies want to retain, and they're going to pay you very well to do that. So how does that work into homebrewing? That means... For one thing, your homebrew is going to be innovative. It's going to be creative. It's going to be totally different. But hopefully you have a lot more money from your job who's paying you more to buy all that cool stuff that you want to play around with in your homebrew system. So you've got your hop rocket and your pump and all that stuff. So your system is actually like top notch. I hope we can all agree on that. Yeah? So, tools to learn. I mean, personal experience, I think, is one of the biggest parts. And hopefully, 
everything that I'm telling you guys right now and talking about is really just reaffirming in your head what you guys are doing because I feel like this is a pretty knowledgeable group of guys so this may be a little mute but consider it more of a pat on the back then that you're actually following the right practices so always always brew with a goal I mean if you want to master IPAs make sure that you are brewing IPAs on a regular basis and taking notes on them. You want to make sure that you are completely following your process and can document back through. I mean, for a while when I first started brewing, I was only using iBrewmaster. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that map or app. And it constantly was deleting my recipes and then my Dropbox would say there was some sort of unknown error. So I was losing all my recipes, which was fine in the end because it was all in my head. But then you start thinking, oh, didn't we dry hop with a different hop that time and it turned out way better? Or didn't we do a side batch that had this yeast instead of this yeast? It's those type of things that just documenting your own... uh, having your recipe isn't enough. You want to make notes through the whole thing and very, I, I can't stress enough, make them detailed. Especially if you're, if you're serious about getting your beer better, you want to go back through and look at that and actually know what you did. Don't guess. No, it's a, it's a big difference. Um, so yeah, always be learning from your process and use incremental change. That's the thing. If you're doing your IPAs, okay, We hopped with this much. We dry hopped for this amount of days. And note that down. And the next time, okay, we did it for three days instead of two days. And see what the difference in flavor in your beer actually is. Uh, The other thing with doing that, obviously, uh, it's the best way for you to actually understand. Use your system to the maximum capacity that it can be and the raw materials that are available to you. So, there are some amazingly smart people out there, and they're constantly writing books on brewing, and they're making this knowledge available to you. I mean, yes, you have to buy a book, and you have to read it, but hopefully we all don't mind actually doing some reading now and then. I know that the way I learn, I'm more hands-on, but a lot of these brewing books are often process-based, so you can pull from that and pull the full knowledge from it. Um, I mean, brewing is a hands-on thing, and I think the, the way I learn, I have to do it. And once I've done it, I understand it, and then I can use that literature in a whole new level to actually make better beer. Uh, when you're brewing to style, research that style. Don't just... Don't just buy, a, if you wanted to do a Bach, don't buy White Labs 833 and say you've made a Bach. Actually do, read the book on box. Look up online about it and research your ingredients. Make sure if you want to do a traditional beer, you're doing it properly. I think on another side, to talk to a few judges about this. Once again, following, falling into style guidelines in competitions, a lot of home brewers are not doing this. They think that they can pull whatever materials they want and make a porter, make a stout, 
and it just falls into this. That's not, that's not how it works. You have to actually do some research into this and make sure you actually are brewing the proper beer. Um, the other thing on the classic style thing, uh, we're, I went to a talk with the owner of Alesmith, and he was talking about how he had found literature from the 1700s to research a beer, which is pretty phenomenal if you ask me that he was able to go back that far. But knowing that beer is such an old liquid that you can use sources that they don't have to be right from 2015. They can be from the 80s. They can be from the 1700s. And that is valid, valid information you, for you to use from. And then obviously you're going to want to maybe make it a little more current depending if you're pulling from the 1700s. I'm sure it's not all transferable, but it'll work. Um, make sure you're subscribing to magazines. I'm sure, I, I hope you guys recognize some of the names up there and that you're actually pulling on them. Because the best part about those, you get a two, maybe a four-page article that takes you 20 minutes to read. And what you're getting out of, maybe you'll get uh, a few ideas for how to play around with your fruit beers. Actually using flavors that work for that recipe, matching your hops with your fruits, and making a better, well-balanced beer. And all that takes is 20 minutes. And, I mean, these subscriptions for this, are, they're nothing. I mean, Zymergy comes out four times a year. I don't even know what it is. I can't remember. But, yeah, like, it's nothing. And it's right there, and they'll send it to your door. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, be a part of the AHA or the Canadian equivalent. Like, get involved. These, are, these community-based organizations are just a wealth of resource for you guys to use. It's at your fingertips. A lot of it, you don't even have to pay for. It's online, this information. It's, it's phenomenal. You can make great beer just, just with the, the internet now. Um, but on that note, be discerning about what sources you're using in the internet. Um, just because some guy on a blog said this is the right way to do something and 10 people agreed with him doesn't mean that that's actually true. You have to actually use your brain when you're looking at these things. There's a lot of great, great material out there. But, I mean, the internet is huge and it's full of shit. It's, it's ridiculous. So you have to really siphon through that stuff to find the right sources that are worthwhile for you. I, I, I can't stress that enough. Be very discerning on what you pull from the internet. Uh, next point on networking. Uh, learn from each other, which I, I'm sure I don't need to, once again, kind of preach into the choir in here right now. But like I said, this is more, maybe more of a pat on the back for everybody. Uh, make sure you've joined your local homebrew club. I hope everybody here is in a club. I would... Really hope so. <laughs> All right, no fights. No fights, guys. Okay. Uh, learn from your group. Uh, what I'd say, if you are actually interested in making your beer better, find the biggest asshole in your homebrew club who... Yeah. 
who is so socially just he will rip you apart and as long as he knows a bit about beer he's the person you want to critique your beer if you want to make it better take the positives and the negatives that they tell you and use that to make your beer better but don't be afraid of these critiques i mean it it's homebrew if you made a bad beer <laughs> who cares you know learn from it make the next one better that's that's what it's about um, everybody makes well maybe not Nate Ferguson I actually Nate's a great guy I hired him uh, at Great Lakes before he went to Niagara College he is one of the smartest people I have ever ever worked with so I, I think you guys are all pretty lucky you got to uh, hear that talk from him there sorry that was a little side note yeah, but, um, and this is a little plug for the homebrew shop use your homebrew shop it is a source in your community to where you're going to find like-minded individuals, where hopefully the store owner or whoever's operating it is a, a bouncing board for you to actually pick up some useful not, uh, information and conversation on the beers you're brewing. If you walk into your homebrew sh uh, shop, I really hope that you know the name of the guy who owns the place and he knows who you are and that you guys have a back-and-forth uh, conversation because that means you have an engaging and active community and that's exactly what you want uh, always always welcome constructive criticism don't get your back up like I said it's it's homebrew worst comes to worst you pour it down the drain right I mean I've poured a few down the drain uh, formal certification this uh, this is if you really, really want to get into uh, the continuing education. Obviously, we had Nate here from Niagara College, and you can see what level of education you will get if you are able to attend uh, this college. I know that they're opening up and allowing for, I think, more people to get into the course. I think there's pretty high demand on it, so I don't know how easy it is to get into at this point. Obviously, there's also the concern of you probably have a job, family to support, so leaving to go uh, take a year or so down in Niagara may not be feasible for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's two years, yeah, yeah. So even harder, even harder. Uh, Humber College does fundamentals. I mean... You're going to brew better beer if you know more about beer, if you know more about the styles, if you know more about the history of all these beers. Uh, and, I mean, some of them are pretty beginner, but you can get into some more advanced stuff with them. Uh, the Prudhomme, I've done some Prudhomme stuff. It's actually, uh, it's quite good. It's kind of restaurant-based, so there's a lot of draft components to it, which I do think is very transferable to homebrewers who are doing their own draft systems in their house. There's a lot of useful knowledge in that that you may not have realized is there. Uh, if you haven't done BJCP, I'm sure you guys are not familiar with that at all, uh, do it, even if it's just the study guide. I've gone through and done the study program, been in study groups, done off-flavor stuff, and I haven't actually gone through to become a judge. I just haven't cut around to it, unfortunately. But that, those resources, for one thing, they're just on the web, they're online. Anybody can access them. It's phenomenal. The information that is available for you if you actually use their uh, 
their study guides. Uh, Cicerone as well, same thing. It's all online, and that's huge information, great information for you to have. Um, yeah, and I think that's about it, guys. Uh, I really do appreciate you letting me come in. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know. I'm going to hang out for the day, drink a few more beers, and enjoy the homebrew. All right.